conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast starring Rizzo the Rat as himself. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? I like Rizzo. However, um, you know, I'm going to start this podcast off strong with an opinion. Okay. I love Sam the Eagle. <laughs> that's the American way. <laughs> that's it. I love him. How about you, Dan? He's not my favorite Muppet. That's Miss Piggy. Uh-huh. But, you know, I just had to ask. How, what's, your, what's your favorite Muppet, Dan? Um, Who's your favorite Muppet? It's probably Kermit's son or nephew. I forget whatever his name is. His nephew, yeah. Kermit. I don't uh, know what it is. Kermit? <laughs> I'll look it up. Kermit's Frog nephew. Boy. Why do I feel like it's Roger? Robin. Robin. I was going to say it's Roger. It's Robin. It's either Robin or it's uh, Bert and or Ernie. Yes. When I was little, my mom used to sing me a song that Kermit and Robin sang as a duet on a album. And um, sometimes when I'm sad, I sing it to myself. She knows what I'm talking about. She's probably sobbing at the mere mention of that. So anyway. Also here with us, <laughs> the man you can Hi, blame for the content of this episode, it's Alex Langosh. How are you, Alex? I'm great. You can always blame me for your weird picks and content. <laughs> Who's your Alex, favorite Muppet? Alex, Alex. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, very not-picked Sweetums. Is that Wait, the, the... No, I'm the, thinking of uh, somebody Sw- else. Sweetum is, Sweetums is the big... Furry monster guy. Oh, that's his name. Wait, the ghost of Christmas present? No. No. Animal? He's like got a big pink nose. No. Oh, is he from Menomina? Like, was he one of those? I'm really not up to date on my Muppet lore. I'll find a picture for you. On your Muppet lore? I'm not sure. Are they in Spider-Man? Sweetums? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of the silhouettes that you see. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting you a picture right now, Dan. You'll know as soon as you see. I'm sending oh, it that in the one. Facebook show. Yeah. He yeah. looks like um, H.R. Puffin stuff. Or like where the wild things are. Yeah. Yeah. He does not get very much representation and it makes me sad. He's a good one. He's a good one. That's an obscure pick. Good job, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so what we're talking about today, this is going to be a little different of an episode. A little wacky because for the first time... In In conclusion, history, in the year 2000, we are now talking about three films. Well, film is doing a lot of work in that (laughs) sentence. A lot of works of art. Three pieces of media. (laughs) We consume. Well, one of them is a work of art. The other two are pieces of media. Okay. I would say all three are works of art. Anything the Muppets touch is gold. Anything Kermit lays his little green mitts on is gold. <laughs> his little green hands, his little felt fingers. Love that boy. So what we're talking about is uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Ooh! Ooh! And then two other Christmas Carol adaptations. 
two other interpretations. One is called Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. We'll get into it. <laughs> and the second one is Maxine's Christmas Carol. Maxine is the character from Hallmark Greeting Cards, the old sarcastic lady who's always like, why kids? Happy Christmas. I want you to know, Alex, that when I saw Maxine's Christmas, I was like, who the F is Maxine? (laughs) And then I Googled her and I went, she doesn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) She does in her new Christmas Carol special. Yeah, and I didn't know that her dog had a name either, but I like the dog. I didn't know she had a name. I knew she had a name. I just didn't know it was Maxine, I guess, because I've definitely seen my fair share of post-it notes with her face on them so mm-hmm. oh you know when when the special first came out the middle-aged white women everywhere were going insane oh my god before there were wine women there were maxine stands you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> the venn diagram of maxine stands and nancy stands another comic character it's a circle it's, a circle. it's just a circle <laughs> Ack, my ice cream oh. Uh. oh my god they also um Oh shoot! There's another. There's a comic strip in the in the journal. I can't think of what it's called, but there. I think it's called Between Friends, but it's okay. like about menopausal women. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Wisconsin, yeah, and you read that it's at between all, Between Friends. That's part of this that Venn diagram. It's part of that circle. Initially, Maeve, Susan, and Kimberly were all childless, but Susan and Kimberly are now mothers. These are the characters of Between Friends. Wait, is that actually their names? Do you know yeah. Between Friends? No, I don't. It's not in the Chicago Tribune, but I'm on. It has a Wikipedia page. Oh, you googled Between Friends. I did. Okay. I don't I like have the, a between... the verbiage of that title. You googled Between Friends. That's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's just a secret between friends. You googled Between <laughs> Friends, like me and my besties were doing a goog. So I have a Between Friends comic somewhere on my table. I can see it from here. It's about accidentally microwaving something that's wrapped in foil. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of accidentally microwaving something wrapped in foil, what we're going to be doing is comparing and contrasting these over... I have a list of seven categories that Jesus. Uh, we're going to walk through these films. Hey, our normal episodes are like an hour and a half long. We need to hit that hour and a half mark. Otherwise, we don't get our ad revenue, Anna. You know how much money we make from this we podcast? We run ads, Dan. <laughs> so? Was it $5 <laughs> a year? Um, and four of the categories were created by Alex when he Good first job, watched Alex. these. I'm going to ask you about your process in a little bit. And then I added the artistic on process. three more categories that fit the vibe. Um, so, Alex, you're yes. you're the man. If I ever have a Christmas Carol-related content question, you're the man that I would come to. Why? That's my question. Uh, why? Why? Um, so, me and my roommate, Anthony Zuko, shout out to him um, for, for taking this journey with me. Uh, God we, bless him. We have this nasty habit of doing really stupid things and watching really stupid things um for the sake of saying that we did it Mm -hmm. um for example we will just throw on 
awful movies as a joke and then actually finish them. The most recent example being Fat Albert. Oh, hey, gosh. hey, hey, am I right? <laughs> the Keenan Thompson uh, one? Yeah, oh, felt boy. bad Iconic. for him. They made him do a lot of physical activity in that movie in what I assume was probably a very hot fat suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so one night last year, we decided to watch Muppets Christmas Carol and the animated Jim Carrey Christmas Carol that's scary. Mm-hmm. What? And then oh, we were, wait, I know what one you're talking about. Never yeah, mind. The, Sorry. the Disney one. And then we were like, well, why don't we just try to watch all of the iterations of A Christmas Carol? And it was a dumb idea. And we <laughs> ended up watching, in a span of two months, 40 different versions of A Christmas Carol. That's iconic, though. Yikes. Iconic. I feel like I don't even need to read the book anymore. No, I feel like you're going to, if you ever do read the book, you'll be like, this is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I already know I mean, this. Not the vibe. I mean, to be fair, I feel like I've gotten most of the like famous quotes mm-hmm. f- from compiled from all of them. So yeah. like at, at, at a certain point, we were basically able to quote a, like one of the Christmas carols we were watching before even watching it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is where they say this line. Um, is it insane? Yes. Did we have fun? Not really. <laughs> oh, no. But we did it. Before we get into it, I'm going to give the details for each movie. So, for The Muppet Christmas Carol, released on December 11th, 1992, starring Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh! The Muppets. You didn't say... <laughs> That's it. A guy named yeah. Raymond Coltard. Coltard? Mm. Coltard? I don't know. Um, I feel like Michael Caine was the only famous person in that besides Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, Gonzo? Fozzie? Yeah, sorry. Gonzo, Fozzie, Sam Eagle. Rizzo? Beaker? and Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, there were Swedish, a few more. Swedish chef was there for like a second. Uh, was he? I met- oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. It was directed by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, and dedicated to Jim Henson. It's the first Muppet movie released after the death of Jim Henson. Um, and then there was a second death when they got rid of the Kermit voice actor recently. <laughs> they did? They oh, replaced him? Go have you off, not heard? Go have off. you oh not God. heard the new Kermit? Well, I have. He was on The Masked Singer, and it something felt weird. But... Yeah, he... um. Is they found the only person who can't do a Kermit impression? So that's... I don't know. I'm still unemployed by them, so it sounds fake. I Kermit, that's my Miss Piggy. <laughs> so, uh, and he sounds just like a guy. He doesn't sound like a frog. Just a man. Ayo, it's me, Kermit. Ayo, it's me, Kermit. And the reason why they replaced the guy who had been doing the Kermit voice for like 20 something odd years is because Brian Henson is a jackass and they basically kicked him out. Uh, well, cause before that, wasn't it Jim Henson doing the voice? <laughs> it was Jim Henson. And then he, he picked, I forget his name, but he picked the guy who was doing the Kermit voice mm-hmm. f- for the last 20 odd years. Steve like he handpicked him, Steve Whitmire. Mm-hmm. And That's then, so sad. The guy who does Kermit now, he does a bunch of other voices for the Muppets, which are, you know, fine. They're good. He just can't do a good Kermit. Mm. 
Yeah, now it's Matt Vogel, who yeah. he's, he's that name sounds familiar. He's the full time Big Bird performer. Oh, okay, which also was Jim Henson back in the day. Fun fact. That was I, I thought it was, it was Carol, it was Carol Spinney. Spinney. Oh, I lied. I lied. <laughs> Cut that out. No. Cut that out. No. I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> Please, Dan, I beg of you. <laughs> um but with a budget of twelve million, it made twenty seven million dollars at the box office. Really? Only twelve million? Yeah. Dang. Only twelve million. I mean, it's it's like a pretty big production. Yeah, it's like a full soundstage set that they built yeah. with everything. Um, Plus with like every single like Muppet that they had to make for that, like there's not a ton of like recognizable ones that they probably already had. Like they had to make a bunch of different ones too. <laughs> There's so many like random uh, Muppets in there for real. Like, first of all, can I just say the ones that looked like humans were creepy. The, okay, we'll get to that. But the <laughs> ghost of Christmas past. Uh, she was nightmare fuel. <laughs> she looked she like, looked the, like thing the thing from the in... ring. Oh, I was going to say the things from um, the dark crystal or whatever. That would make sense. That's also Jim Henson. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but that's just, why I said it. They just took one of the rejected ones and put a white white sheet over it. <laughs> oh, God, it looks like a nightmare baby. Uh, speaking of nightmare baby, the next one is Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas, released on December 23rd, 1984. So I blame Ronald Reagan for this. <laughs> I have something to say to you, Alex, about this. Yes. I fast-forwarded through most of the performances. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. Oh, I'm don't worry. I couldn't do it. Look, the, the best, the best, most of the comedy comes from, a dr- I'm assuming, drunk Jack Elam mm-hmm. just talking about nonsense. Yeah. And I think I saw a reflection of myself in this one because of how often they referred to performers as gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, because he'd be like, oh, she sure is pretty. Or the girl, I don't remember who what her name was. Um, she'd be like, her name is the girl. She has no name. The girl. She's credited she'd as the girl. Like, yeah. Perfect. Is she really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Then she'd be like, yeah, three dog night. They're hot. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, they kind of all looked like my dad, so I'm feeling a little uneasy. There was a know. lot of lot of mustache action. Mm-hmm. In, in there was so much. So much mustache action. Uh, to get, I want to run down the whole cast of Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas and the characters that they are credited as. Please uh, do. So starring Jack Elam as Scrooge. In quotes, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a grumpy man. <laughs> Lee- they literally pulled him off the street, gave him a bottle of booze, and then were like, just stand here in this like old-timey outfit while... Some lady talks about music you've never heard of. Yeah. Your lines are literally on the podium. You don't even have to move. <laughs> uh, That's not true. He did vigorously shake that orb. He did. Oh, okay. He went one, hard. It was like one a shake vigorous wave. shake. No. Uh, Lee Benton as the girl. And then everyone else is just credited as Magic Snow Globe Singer. And they are the association. Bridget. I would, I, would, I would like to. I would like to take a pause here. Who on the production do you think was Bridget's dad? Oh, the director. Full stop. <laughs> or like her uncle, who has no other nieces or nephews or children of his own. Like there was, I never heard from Bridget again. Like oh no, but nobody did. I've heard of 
pretty much everyone that was on there. Bridget? I was like, who the fuck? Bridget does I not have a first... Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, Bridget does <laughs> not exist. Yeah. Poor Bridget. She's they... probably like um off living her life as an accountant or something somewhere. Like they... you know, I as a singer once. They threw Bridget in a tree for some reason. Yes. She was randomly in a tree. Yeah, in oh the middle God. of a chopped down, like burnt out <laughs> tree stump, sitting oh and God. singing wistfully. And that was the one that Scrooge was like, she sure is pretty. And I was like, oh, you know, this feels weird. You know, whoever Bridget knew on the cast put that line in just yeah. for her. They're holding up a cue card that says she sure is pretty. <laughs> it's like, Jack, you won't get your money if you don't say this line. Literally, we're taking away your bottle of booze until you utter this line. Uh, also starring Mary McGregor as Magic Snow Globe singer. Paul Revere and the Raiders, Marilee Rush, Three Dog Night, Dean Torrance, and last but least, Mike Love of the Beach Boys. <laughs> no, not last but least. Isn't didn't one of the members of the Beach Boys weren't they friends with? Oh, I'm sorry, my computer with Charles Manson. With Charles Manson, yeah, yes, that was um, one of the Wilson brothers. Uh, ah. I can't think of his. He had an album called Pacific Ocean Blue, and his mm-hmm. name Dennis. I think Wilson. about that a lot. I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. You should probably get hobbies. The... My <laughs> hobby is true crime, so it's a little too late, Dan. I'm and lost. My hobby is wearing Paul Revere uh, costumes in the middle of a wintry forest. I want to point oh out. God, so looked so weird. Paul Revere and the Raiders were popular. Around the time of the Manson murders, sixty nine. <laughs> this Good came year. out in nineteen eighty four. Oh, you oh, think boy. they were the going to get people? Literally says a line, you know, rock and roll, like Paul Revere and the Raiders. <laughs> Listen, when you said Scrooge rock and roll, and Gage was like. Oh, yeah, it's rock and roll act singing because he did a goog. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see Kiss. Or Van or, Halen or other things I was like, this like is going to be so fun. Not, nary a tight pant in sight. Nary a glam metal wig. I we, was flabbergasted. Can we talk about uh, when Paul Revere and the Raiders are playing the Christmas song and then one of them starts handing out gifts uh-huh. and all of them can't take it because they are currently playing yeah. instruments. God. <laughs> I think my favorite was after the Christmas song when it cuts back to Scrooge and the girl. Oh, you're, I was, I'm assuming you're going to say my favorite line. <laughs> yep. from the- When Scrooge goes, what's the name of that song? And she goes, the Christmas song. And he goes... I think it should be called Chestnuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lots of people call it that, but it's actually the Christmas song. I No, it's Chestnuts. (laughs) I paused the movie and I looked around full well knowing nobody else had heard what I had just heard. But I need, I like, I needed support in that moment. (laughs) Chestnuts. I really do think it's that end of heart where the girl goes, Three Dog Night means a long, cold night in Australia. And they named them that because the three there's three of them and they're all so hot. And yeah. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm call- also, she was supposed to be like a young youth. She looked about 30. Like, <laughs> girl. Not that that's not young and youthful since I'm, you know, rapidly approaching. But she was still. 32. 
She looked it. She was supposed to be playing, I assume, an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old. 32 is a great age, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, not for her. She had to be on set with Jack Elam. With a drunk out of his mind, Jack Elam. I'm talking about the rackers and rollers of their time. It's Paul Revere and the Raiders and the Beach Boys. No, no, not the just Beach Mike Boys. Love. Just oh, Mike just Love. one Beach Boy. <laughs> that nobody likes. Yeah. Um, I was watching the Frank Sinatra Dean Martin Christmas special. <gasps> I used to have that on a CD. And when you watch them on camera, they have no idea where they are. Oh, Dean oh, Martin has a cigarette in his hand the entire time. And they are plastered. And I assume uh, what, Jack Elam was exactly on the same level. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the uh, to the um, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin Christmas special. Dan, do you want to know what one of my favorite lines is from that special? Um, how do you talk to your dad that entire song? No. Okay, what? I'm going to have to give that a listen. <laughs> um, it's when Dean Martin says something that I, I kind of get, but I also am very confused by. It's when he goes... Good night, everyone. Go lock your troubles up, and if you're lucky, somebody will break into your house and steal them. <laughs> I, I need to start saying I love that. I I used to say that like unironically mm-hmm. in high school. It was my quirky girl character trait. Okay, was it your uh, but as an quote? adult, no, no. Well, you want to know what eighth grade quote was? Absolutely. Never frown, even when you're sad, because you never know who's falling in love with your smile. As an adult, I hate that. Throw it out. <laughs> that's that's Literally. like the equivalent of just telling a, a woman to smile. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've learned. Why are you sad? You're so pretty. <laughs> Do you want Literally. to hug? <laughs> oh, you guys are triggered. Um, I'm changing that quote to be always glower. Okay. Anyway. So I can find no airing information about Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. Um, I assume. Are you sure? It might have just been one of those. video. Because, I mean, it was in the 80s when, like, they were just putting everything on VHS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would be my guess. Was it like an MTV special? <laughs> no, I don't Can think Paul Revere and the Raider in the 80s. They were I don't, not uh, a uh, yeah. They had to make room for the Bangles and Kiss, who yeah. I'm going to say again. There is a credited writer on Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. Huh. Oh, God. His name I is have thought... Rex Sparger. Thank you, Rex, for your work. He is credited with nothing else. What is That's because <laughs> Rex Sparger was the... Off-brand whiskey that they gave Jack Elam. <laughs> Maybe that's Bridget's dad, you know. Maybe that's the one. And I, I can't find... There's no Rotten Tomatoes rating for this, obviously. But there is... Shocking. There is one. Art. One IMDB user review from 2006. Of course. Classic. OMG. Worst Christmas special <laughs> ever. I just caught this abomination on a local public TV station, which obviously got very cheap. It looks like someone's community college senior video project. The video quality is poor. The lighting is bad. The great Jack Elam and Blonde Girl are 
awful <laughs> acting wise. That blonde girl. She was really giving him nothing, though. It's not on Jack. Yeah. The musical artists, nothing. all of whom were, to be blunt, quite washed up in 1984, yep. <laughs> yep. all lip sync very badly. And Bobby Goldsboro appears to be wearing Tony Orlando's old hair. I have no God. recollection of even being aware of this thing in 84. And I'd be astounded if this ever actually aired on a network or even in syndication. Some camp value, to be sure, but utterly horrendous. One star. And I made you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. even looked it uh, up before watching it. I read that <laughs> review before I started it. And it still didn't meet my low expectations. <laughs> um, did you watch it on YouTube? I'm I did, yeah. Uh, so they do actually have it on Tubi, the, the oh. streaming service, Tubi. Uh, and you know how on YouTube it's like a really poor quality rip yeah, oh from yeah. the VHS? It's a rip so, of a rip of a rip. Yeah, so we assume that like, oh, maybe the Tubi will be like the straight like file or whatever it is. Like, a better quality version. Nope, same thing. Exactly the same. <laughs> exactly, literally. <laughs> literally the one on YouTube is what it is on Tubi. Just an awful, awful, awful VHS run. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. It was something, that's for sure. So I really do think the majority of our time will be spent talking about that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say it's, like, a very good portrait of that time period but i really can't say that because all of these bands have been washed up by that point it's a portrait of <laughs> it's a portrait of, of sadness of mike loves 1984 i guess i have no idea Everyone's... how much input he had on the creation of it but i blame him all of it i i often forgot that this was released in 1984 <laughs> due to the washed upness and mustachioedness mm-hmm. of the men in this can we also talk about how um, terrifying the snowmen were in that one? I think everything about this was terrifying, yeah. if I'm being honest with you. I mean, yeah, but the, the snowmen, they made their faces look like they were going through extreme pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't, I don't want to think about it. But I have You're to. Welcome. But it's your You're welcome. You're welcome, you guys. It's so, like a B movie and the the last movie movie film tv special half hour tape that someone found at the bottom of a goodwill pile truly is the bottom of a walmart five dollar barrel if you spent five dollars on this you deserve a (laughs) refund of eight dollars maxine's christmas carol originally aired on september 12th 2000 september 12th Oh, no. Good thing 2000. <laughs> Not a year later. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, there were 12. some jokes. I mean, there were some jokes that also didn't age well. Oh, my God. No. There was the taxi driver. Also, the, the Mel Gibson being hot joke. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I heard her say that, and I think I audibly gasped. <laughs> Starring Tress McNeil, who is a actual regular voice actress i recognize that voice um she is the voice of somebody on dot on animaniacs uh daisy duck for disney 
on oh. Futurama, she's multiple characters. There it is. Uh, she is Mom, the oh yeah old lady woman. That's literally like the mm. same the same voice, voice. exactly. Yeah. The same. yeah. Uh, she is also Wilma Flintstone in the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown. Ooh. Of course. Damn, that sounds right up your alley. Are you kidding me? It absolutely is. Um, so she's like a, a very well-known voice actress, and I yeah. don't know who else is in this, because the one YouTube rip of it cuts off before any sort of credits would roll. It just <laughs> stops. Absolutely. Just how I like it. Don't credit anyone. <laughs> it was... It's produced by Hallmark, because... I assumed it probably aired on Hallmark. It says there. it aired on PBS. What? Oh. I, I have a question. Okay. Now, we know she's a Hallmark character. Yes. You could arguably say that, like, the Peanuts are technically a Hallmark character, you too. You bite your tongue. I'm saying it. Uh, did, did she have, like, any other, any other TV shows or shorts like the Peanuts do? Or is this just a standalone for Miss Maxine? From what I can find, this is the only piece of media created for Maxine. Hmm. Maybe this was supposed to be a pilot for a Maxine show. I do actually have another piece of Maxine media. Oh. Is it a Halloween piece? No, it is character. It is a stage production of Maxine's Christmas Carol. Send that no. shit this way immediately so I can produce I don't, it. I don't have the, like, I don't have a recording of it, but if you can guess what city the, the, um, it, it, it was in, I, I would. I just looked it up so I can't guess, but it makes perfect sense. Right? Yeah. Can I have a hint? Think about the demographic that Maxine appeals to and where they would go for a vacation or a trip. I was going to say, is it like Orlando or something? No. Lower. Lower. Lower Miami. Not Even, physically like, lower on a map, like, like lower cultural significance. Oh, no. Uh, cultural significance. What region? Just give me a hint. I'm bad at these. Mid. The region is mid. <laughs> at Milwaukee. No, even lower than that. Should we should we tell her to? Just tell me. I'm not going to get it. Branson, Missouri. <laughs> Where was it performed in nursing home? Like I forget what theater it was. It was named after I think like some sort of guy. Oh, was it the Andy Williams yeah. Moon River Theater? I think it was. Yeah, of course, the oh. theater in Branson. Oh my freaking lord, Dan, you would have been front and center for this, right? With all the other old, all people. the other biddies. Yeah, <laughs> the people of my time. Yeah, of yeah, course. Dan would be front and center. There is a Wall Street Journal article from 1997. Uh, mm -hmm. That says a grumpy old lady becomes a huge hit for Hallmark cards. But yeah, I, classic. She's still around. But I can't read it because I'm not a Wall Street Journal subscriber. That's but I want to know if they talk about the her media empire expanding in this or not. <laughs> uh, her media empire. Variety article. October 25th, 2000. 
ICM, International Creative Management, will rep Hallmark's Maxine. <laughs> Hallmark has retained ICM to create films, television, radio, legit productions, and even internet entertainment around the opinionated codger. Oh okay. my god. Alright, uh, Anna, I have another question yes. for you, another thing for you to guess. Oh no, okay. Okay, so we all know Maxine's Christmas Carol, the original, came out in 2000. Good year. When, when did the stage play debut? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highball it and say 2013. No. Mm. Higher or lower? Higher. Shut up. <laughs> 2020. Lower. Okay. I, I shouldn't have guessed that. There were no theater productions. Sadier. <laughs> oh, it's what? Branson, Missouri. There were definitely, there were definitely theater, theater productions. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. They weren't closed. Um, let's go with 2015. One more. 2016? 2016. 16 years Jesus after the original. <laughs> there was a, re- a revitalization in the Maxine fandom. Somebody was like, hmm, what show? <laughs> Maxine fandom? <laughs> Somebody's like, what show could we bring to Branson, Missouri? And somebody's grandma kicked down the door and said, boy, do I have a script for you. Uh, I will say watching the um, promo material for it is very interesting. Oh, I cannot even imagine. Do you think it's just like, did they illegally pirate the script? Oh, they definitely had somebody watching it and just typing it all down. Like they got like some old retired secretary (laughs) who can type like 200 words a minute to watch Maxine's Christmas Carol and make a script out of it. That feels so beyond illegal. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Another question. Do you think Maxine would be anti-vax? Yes. Well, I don't know. I think no. I I don't think so. I think she would be one of the very confusing people who is not anti-vax, but is very anti-vaccine mandate. Oh, I know a few people like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she'll get, like, nine doses, but she doesn't want anyone telling her to get it. They'll be yeah, giving okay, her the yeah, vaccine, yeah. and she'll be like, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs> like I'm, I'm doing this because, car. like, I know it's good for me, but don't tell me to do it. Yeah, she'd be like lining up to go do something, and they'd ask to see her card, and she'd get mad and leave. Yeah, even though I she, mean, she has nine doses. Yeah, I mean, and it's good to go in. The way she puts down burri- frozen burritos on a stick. Something tells me she ain't living to 2020. Oh my god, I was screeching. The second ingredient is stick. I was yelling. That was funny. There were some really good moments in this, I will not lie. There were some moments that actually had me laughing, and there were some moments that had me shook in how poorly it aged. Mm-hmm. You think they kept that Mel Gibson line in the 2020 or 2016 production? No, they probably changed it to like George Clooney or something. Okay, that's for the best. That's for the best. I mean, who knows? I don't know. It's Branson. I think they like George Clooney and Branson, Missouri. He's that's kind true. Of, kind of dem- uh, Maybe normal. like, that's true. I'm trying to think of like. Dean Kane. Yeah. yeah. My dumbass was about to say Toby Keith. Like Kirk Cameron. It could be Kirk Cameron, actually. Mm. Uh, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> 
So, so those are the three that we're talking about today, everyone. Oh, boy. Um, there are no go. reviews of Maxine's Christmas Carol. I'm but sorry. We're about to do it. There are <laughs> some on, to review it. There are some on Letterboxd, but those are all not from 2006 or before. Uh, there is there is a um, interview with Maxine. In the, character. You mean the actress? No, the character of Maxine from the Kansas City Star in of course. 2001. Kansas is out of control. Missouri Wait, what what time it can what time in 2001 does it say the the, the actual date? June 6th. Okay, we're safe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh no. In Kansas, Missouri seems to really love Maxine. That's yeah, all I'm right? saying. She had Maxine marking her 15th anniversary is busting out. She has a year old fan club, nearly 10,000 members strong, a just released book, and now a Hollywood agent. There's talk of a Christmas TV special, and she'd like to. Okay, wait a second. Wait, what? Wait, (laughs) this came out June 6th, 2001. According to IMDb, Maxine's Christmas Carol. September 12th, 2000. How could there be talk of a TV Christmas special if it had already come out a year before? Well, then it must have dropped on September 12th, 2001. Oh, God. No wonder the ratings must have been poor. (laughs) The person in charge of publishing the tapes like, I've been asleep for 36 hours. What happened? Why is nobody buying our Maxine tapes? It's like when Jared Leto came back from his desert trip and was like, what do you mean there's a pandemic? What's coronavirus? Because he was in the desert for like months and months and months and hadn't been looking at social media at all. Yeah. (sighs) Do you think the Maxine fan club is still going? I think it's growing. I think it is. (laughs) I mean, the Hallmark stands, you know? Yeah. It's got to be. They had windbreakers. Wait, I want one. Uh, you can find them on eBay. There are Maxine windbreakers from the Maxine official club. I oh, want I see that. It. I think the Maxine fan club is disbanded, though you can still buy Maxine stuff. Oh, perfect. An, an extra large Maxine windbreaker. Does it have anything on the back or does it? Oh, it does. Okay, good. Does it say we need three? We got to cop these. It says it's only fifteen dollars. It says gripers unite. We have nothing to lose but our tempers. Iconic. Maxine. It has Maxine holding a mug that says I love my attitude problem. Oh, my God. She's serving. I want that. I kind of want it. I kind of want a Maxine windbreaker for for fifteen dollars. The two of you could be stepping out together looking great. I'd Rolling have to fly up out to, to a club in Beverly Hills wearing our <laughs> Maxine like... windbreakers. Dan, I will I... buy one if you buy one. <laughs> we just talk about We have to go I... out somewhere very nice wearing those windbreakers. <laughs> I will buy one also, and then I'm going to fly out to California just so the three of us can step out. Our significant <laughs> others are going to have to walk 10 steps behind us because they're not cool enough to be near us. Sorry, wearing... everyone. Also, these jackets. Jackets. They look like the John Candy's jacket from Home Alone. They're bright, hey, they're yellow. bright There's... yellow. They're taxi cab yellow. Not, nothing, nothing wrong about that. I mean, it is it does have a taxi cab like checkerboard on the front. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's serving. <laughs> what can we say? 
Am I going to just, like, buy a bunch of Maxine things? Did, is there only no. one? Can we buy Oh, two? my God. There's a, there's Maxine ornaments. <laughs> you can He's get on a, his way to becoming the Maxine stand. I'm restarting the Maxine fan club. Why don't you buy the Hallmark Ceramic Talking Krabby Maxine figure funny sayings eight inches tall? Works. Oh, good. Oh, it Jesus might get Christ. here by Christmas. Wow. Might. Oh, there's a throw pillow. <laughs> Maxine, is this Maxine still pop off at Wal- at uh, Hallmark? Oh, I I see Maxine cards. Oh yeah, frequently. I typed in Maxine and it auto filled. From bad to verse, Maxine's crabby book of poetry. <laughs> you can get a mug of her head. That's nice. Oh, Maxine. Although, if you look up Maxine on eBay, you get a lot of bathing suits. Oh, that might be like. I don't know if you knew this or not. Stop me if you did. But sometimes with women's clothing, they name it like after girls, like not to be TMI or anything. But like when I go bra shopping, I have to be like, I'm a Haley. Like, it's so stupid. (laughs) Yes, I'm looking for your jeans in a Sarah size 12, like whatever. Yeah, but it's weird when I walk into the store and I'm like, I'm looking for Sarah. Where's Sarah? Give me Sarah. Give me a blouse in size Ethel, please. <laughs> Literally. It's so stupid. Like, another reason. You guys walk in and you give your actual measurements and it's the same. And I walk in. I will like, not well, tell store. anyone my measurements. I walk in and find them and pick them in shame. Well, still, it's not like you have to walk in and be like, mm, at this store, I'm a Claire. But at the next store over, I'm a Haley. Like, it's not. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I just found a Maxine hula dancer figure. Uh, with coconut bra. Oh. Uh, and on the bottom it say, may your coconuts never hang lo- lower than your grass skirt. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Maxine. <laughs> also, uh, salt and pepper shakers. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, plushes. A nutcracker. Wow. I want the. I want a plush of her dog, please. They had those too, don't worry. He's so cute. Uh, Hallmark Feisty in the Fridge Motion Activated Ceramic Collectible. No, I'm calling the police. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've gotten significantly Very... off uh, track. Someone is, someone, wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> someone, someone is listing a lot. To Hallmark, it's a strike bowling gorilla and Maxine Santa. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, do you know where the Hallmark headquarters is? Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, the whole state of Missouri is in cahoots with Hallmark and Ms. Maxine herself. I honestly think they should just take the back of the windbreaker and make that their new flag. I I think that if we walked down there, (laughs) I think if we went to the Hallmark headquarters, it would just be a bunch of people cosplaying as Maxine. Like, I'm pretty sure. Do you want... Oh, my God. Somebody is selling a Maxine fan club certificate on eBay. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Signed by someone. I assume is the it the guy who, who created it? it? It's a guy who created yeah. it. So his name's John, I think it said. In case that John Wagner. Yeah, that's the one. Bids are starting at twenty dollars. Wow, I might have to roll on over. Um, 
I looked up the Hallmark headquarters, and it's actually really cute. In case you were curious. Do they have, like, slides and stuff like Google? No, it's not that cute, but it's just, like, a nice office. That's it. Cute. Well, <laughs> there's, like, cards and stuff. I don't know. It's across They're, the street they have, from the World War II Memorial. World they, War I they have, Memorial. They have a 3.2 Google rating. Hmm. The headquarters. Um, someone, someone gave him five stars. We love your programming, but you music is just a little bit too loud. Blocks out <laughs> the voices in your movies. Can you t- tune down the music? Get that right to the editor. <laughs> right to the video editor. <laughs> my coworker is leaving comments on my videos. That's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> Hallmark is a state on Kansas City. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, let's get into the the movies themselves. Um, yes. So the seven categories that we're going to be comparing these and picking one. Of that is the best of each. Mm, the we best have the worst. Scroogeiness. Which Scrooge is the most Scrooge? Uh, would it change us? Would our experience with these ghosts turn us into a, a lover of life, someone who gifts a turkey and pays off a mortgage? Uh, presumed <laughs> faithfulness to the original Dickens text. General enjoyability. Um, spookiest ghost. Oh, full <laughs> stop. It's the Muppets. <laughs> full stop. Of all the music, least Christmassy song of all of them. And then lastly, which one would Jonathan Taylor Thomas fit the best into? Absolutely, of all of Maxine, these? say less. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Let's dive right in. Yeah. I've already got hot takes. Before we start, I just want to put it out there. Two Christmases ago, I spent Christmas with Gage's family, and we went to their mega church for the Christmas service. Mm-hmm. And the pre- the pastor preached about the Muppets Christmas Carol. I mean, if you ask a lot of people, most people will say it is the best Christmas Carol. Yeah, what I was reading is I really it's liked the most it, faithful adaptation of it. Well, that's because Michael Caine literally day one on set told Brian uh, Brian Henson. I'm going to play this like an actual like West End production. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Honestly, I'm not going to ask act Muppety. And Brian was like, "Yeah, do that. That's awesome." Go off, King. Michael Caine. He also said it's like one of his fav- most famous roles. And just recently, he tweeted the poster for Muppets Christmas Carol and said nothing about it. Yeah. Just tweeted the poster. He's like casual reminder that I was in this, but I'm not going to say it's a casual reminder. You might know me as Alfred, but before you knew me as Alfred, I was Scrooge. Michael King comes back on Twitter once every like three months and tweets something random. I think most recently he tweeted, many people think I've retired. I haven't. That's a mood. (laughs) Randomly tweeting things is a mood. Also telling people you haven't retired is a mood. Anyway, Scrooginess. So... Out of the three, Michael Caine's very faithful, mm-hmm. nearly Shakespearean performance as performance. Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, Jack Elam's drunk ramblings that they decided <laughs> to put a nightcap on him and say, yeah, he's Scrooge. <laughs> Literally just a grandpa. <laughs> or Maxine as Maxine. <laughs> I'm going to go with 
Michael Caine, who I'm required by law to say his name like that every single time because <laughs> when we were watching uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, that's how Gage and I addressed him, and also that's the only way we address him. Okay. In our uh, yeah, it, Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine. <laughs> I I want to say Jack Elam. <laughs> no way he's last place yeah maxine no maxine second but... yeah, yeah it's but michael maxine Kane. also didn't like evict somebody on christmas <laughs> no, so that, that kind of puts, puts you she the didn't top. want anybody to come into her house <laughs> yeah she wanted to not watch it's a wonderful life but every Mood. channel was watching was showing it or the ice skating version of it's a wonderful <laughs> life i will tell you straight up i've never related to an old person comic more than when she said <laughs> No, I don't want to watch any of these It's a Wonderful Life's so Why Aren't There Any Kung Fu Movies on. <laughs> iconic. <laughs> Truly iconic. Also, points for a female interpretation of Scrooge. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We um, love it. Second category, would it change us? So the experiences that each of them go through. In A Muppet Christmas Carol, he sees his past, his present, his future. Um, it's all very heart-wrenching. Um, it really hits you, especially seeing, you know, dead uh, Jacob Marley. Dead Jacob Marley? Please, I'm talking about dead Tiny Tim. I see. Sorry, that's what I meant, dead Tiny corner. Tim, yeah. Bitch, I'm calling the police. This is a children's movie. Up Absolutely on the hill. Not. He always liked to watch the ducks. Oh my god. Can we also talk about the cutest, the cutest uh, musical number in Christmas Carol with... Uh, Kermit and Tiny Tim walking to the house. Yeah! <laughs> Anytime Kermit and his nephew sing together, like I said, okay, roast me all you want, but I'm going to send you the song that my mom used to sing to me later, and y'all can vibe to it because it's a bop. Okay? okay. So, talk to you later, I guess. In Maxine's Christmas Carol, she is visited by the ghosts of past, present, and future, except the ghost of Christmas past is just a valley girl who's terrible at it. <laughs> Tiffany, with two eyes or one, is that a trick question? I'm screaming. What was the what was the purpose of that? I don't know. To make like, fun of millennials. Yeah. This would be Gen X. That'd be making oh, fun yeah, of Gen X. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um The Ghost of Christmas Present, which is a uh, a white man who is cosplaying as Aladdin. Oh God. He's the one that's like the first ingredient is whatever, and the second ingredient is stick. Lard yeah. <laughs> and stick, I yeah. think. Um, and the ghost of Christmas future, who, for the life of me, I do not remember. I don't either. <laughs> it was an alien. Was oh, it was the alien. That's right. It felt like a fever I was dream. And they have, they spoke. And they have car insurance that is affordable for everybody. That's how oh, we know yeah. it's a fantasy. That's how we know they're and from they're a different ones, planet. Yeah. They're the ones who land on the taxi driver's car and the taxi driver who is a white man still has a racist accent <laughs> <laughs> also the the ghost of jacob marley is not jacob marley in that one it's like her co-worker yeah who yeah. died who died because like a box of something fell on her head or something literally how i'm probably going to go a box of printer paper hit me in the head or something uh and then would your would you be changed by being a drunk old man forced to watch 
10-year washed-up rock and roll bands I feel and like, Britney. I feel like that's what my grandparents and I look like when I'm trying to really tell them about, like, One Direction <laughs> or, like, Fall Out Boy. And, and, I mean, I don't think those bands are... Well, Fall... Uh, not Fall Boy. Um, One Direction doesn't exist anymore, technically. But that, I mean, those bands aren't washed up, but I feel like the image of me, an adult, going on about how 40-year-old men are attractive is the exact vibe that this was giving. It'd be like Backstreet Boys now. Oh my god, yeah. Or I New mean, Kids. Yeah. Could oh, you Donnie, say... so hot. Could you say that, like... The ghost of Mike Love was in that at the end. <laughs> I, he wasn't even. Why did they keep thinking Scrooge's shop was a record shop? That's what I want to know. Where did that I come also, from? I also like how Mike Love is like, oh, I am here to to go to the record shop to deliver a Christmas tree. Like, are you just going to record shops yeah, to right? deliver them Christmas trees? <laughs> also, the record shops don't seem festive enough. Why is Scrooge from the 1790s? But everyone else is from the eighties. I think so. Yeah, no, there's definitely like, time travel. I know Paul Revere. He was that horseman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, time travel. But he was. Go he knew what rock and roll was, though. He was like, I don't like the music of today. I like the music from the slow jams of that. He didn't say slow jams, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the slow jams. The slow I also, I also enjoyed, I like instead of calling them like rock stars or something, he called them rock and rolls. Yeah. Not rock, rock and rollers. And <laughs> <laughs> He's those like, is that one of them rock and rolls? <laughs> so which one of these journeys stars? would be the one to change you? Oh, Muppet rock Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> 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 I agree. Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yeah. Just for the ghost of Christmas present. Or past, oh sorry. I would be scared AF like if, if that if I, showed up. Yeah, if I, like, okay, if I had been first visited by the ghosts of Statler and Waldorf, I'd be like, haha, fun. <laughs> and then I was then followed up by that thing, I'd be like, all right, I'm done, I'm changing. Just don't I, need to send the other two. Why don't you have yeah, a I'm nose? Good. Where'd your nose go? That thing would have been like trying to pull my blankets back, trying to get me to get out of bed, and I'd be like, spirits! Leave me! Like, so scared. Absolutely not. Scarier than the Ghost of Christmas Future, who's usually the scariest. Mm -hmm. What with the two children? Dan, are you familiar with the children? It's, that's, you. yeah, that's one thing that I feel is probably the most left out out of all mm -hmm. the Christmas carols. Although they do have it in uh, the animated Jim Carrey one, and it's frightening. Do they really? Oh, mm -hmm. God, that's the scariest part of the whole show. Part of the two yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, want and oh, let me look it up. Want, want and Jerry. So yep, <laughs> no. The ghost of Christmas future like lifts his skirt and uh -huh. two it's... little children run out. Oh no! It's actually it's the ghost of Christmas present actually. Oh sorry, yes. Two wild and ragged children tumble out of the giant's robes. He thinks they must belong to the giant, but he tells Scrooge that they are man's. He tells them the boy is called ignorance and the girl is want. Yeah, they're scary as fuck. I know why they're called ignorance and want. Because boys are forgetful and girls be shopping. <laughs> that, I mean, you've got me pegged, Dan. But I'm uh, forgetful and and I love shopping. And shopping. So and be shopping. 
I do be shopping. <laughs> I don't They're remember scary. where that's from, but I was listening to a podcast and just out of like the punchline to one of this guy's joke was just bitches be shopping. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I mean, yes, I I do be shopping. <laughs> Correct. Don't don't we all in this capitalist society? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Go to shop.wearecreativeland.com if you would like any in conclusion merch, including mugs. Or wow. flip with Dan's face on them. There Are... have been multiple orders of those flip flops. There have been that. three. I get some. Dan, you should follow Maxine's path and make a mug that's just your head. With... <laughs> yeah. I should. A yeah. ceramic molded version of my head. Yeah, with an opening for hot beverages or cold. I drink out of it, Dan. I don't like this. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so right now, Muppet Christmas Carol is in the lead with two. Something yeah. tells me something tells me that's not gonna change very much. It's the only good one. It's Presumed fine. faithfulness. <laughs> that one's uh, easy. Well Muppet Christmas we just... Carol of the time set in what is around Dickens' time. The only yeah. thing that's really messed up is Jacob Marley is two people because and of Statler and Waldorf. And ignorance. Yeah, but, honestly, ignorance, but they literally quote have direct quotes from the book. Yeah. yeah. Maxine, Throw want and ignorance out. Maxine's also Christmas has, Carol follows past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Um, mentions no Mel Gibson, which is a direct quote from the original text. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I'd call it chestnuts is also a quote from <laughs> oh. yeah. And Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. There's no ghosts. There's not even three. It's like 27. <laughs> it's literally just a young person trying to teach an old person about technology and the music of today. <sighs> I mean, it did It did jump on the pondering the orb meme. It did, Like yeah. 30 years before. God. <laughs> So which one, what's most faithful right then? I need the votes Maxine, to tally obviously. it up. I mean, definitely, uh, well, I mean, if we're being serious, Muppets. It yeah. also Because, I mean, it, it even has the best best line from A Christmas Carol, which, and Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, should have killed him off. <laughs> no, he doesn't die in the actual thing, I don't think. No, that's kind of the, the point. Yeah, but because Scrooge any... was good on his word. Oh yeah, and more. that's right. Because isn't one of the direct quotes when he flings open the windows and is like, "You there, boy? What day, what is, day it? is it? What day yeah. is it?" And then they're like, "It's today. Christmas. It's Christmas." I and like then to he's think like, they did it all in one night. Of course they yeah. can. They're spirits. I like to think that the Terminator is a postscript of an alternate version of a Christmas Carol. Because whenever oh, in God. the original one, when Michael Bean. Um, is he's Kyle Reese and he's sent back in time. The first thing he says to someone is, what day is it? What year? And I think that's where the timeline splits. You're right. And it's You're a, there, he boy. was what day Scrooge. Is it? Yeah. So yes. I agree. I, I that agree. makes sense. That's sound. Sound reason. I do think, I'm pretty sure like the most accurate one we've seen is the Jim Carrey one. That makes I sense. I want to watch that, but I'm scared. Or want an ignorance in that one you said, yes? Yeah, and they're they're really scary. And also, like, because, like, the whole thing with the Ghost of Christmas Present is he is, like, continually aging throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. And uh-huh. they, like, they, like, really make him, like, decrepit and, like, oh. 
age. <laughs> it's kind of funny because in the Muppets one, they do that, but it's like he's young and then all of a sudden he has gray hair. That yeah. <laughs> Gage is literally like, what happened? <laughs> he, in the Muppet one, he's basically Hagrid. Yeah, and then he Hagrid is. he's like a hair. ginger Hagrid. Yeah. Um, he has a fun little ditty that he sings. I saw a stage production of A Christmas Carol when I was... Was it at the rap? No, it was in Chicago. Oh, never mind. Um, I was like five or six. And in the beginning, ten minutes in, mm-hmm. when the ghost of Jacob Marley shows up, they had it where he walked down the aisle to Absolutely walk on the stage. And he like you could hear the chains clinking, and he was in like white no. and gray grease paint. I no. ran out of the theater. Yeah, Dan, absolutely, I support you because I would have ran out too as an adult. Yeah. Because nothing terrifies me more than actors in the audience. I don't care if I'm the actor. It's scary because I have to look at someone. If I'm in the audience, I just don't want a stranger touching me. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out. Oh my God, absolutely not. Well, he, they were walking down the aisle, door. not actually in between the rows. Oh, so, so it wasn't, I wasn't like touching cats them. where they climb no. on the chairs. Um, <laughs> But related story, I I was in a show in college, and one of my things was I would be in the, I I would run from the back of the house to the stage, pick someone up, and then run out the back of the house again. What show? Pericles. I was a pirate. Oh, I saw that. I recall. Um, And I would yell super loudly, ahoy, run down, (laughs) pick her up, run out. My grandma was sitting (laughs) right where I would go in and yell. She didn't see me walk back there i yelled i saw her from the corner of my eye jump in her seat and go oh and then she smacked me with her playbill that's iconic (laughs) when when we did shrek uh you know, at the scene where Fiona and Farquaad are supposed to be getting married, Gage was Shrek, I was Fiona. Uh-huh. And the night when Jordan, my friend, I don't know if you know Jordan, Alex, but she is my like my best friend. Um, I was on stage and Gage had to run in from the back of the house yelling, stop the wedding. <laughs> and Jordan said it scared the shit out of her because <laughs> it wasn't even that big of a theater and Gage was like yelling at the top of his fucking lungs he's in there I know he's thinking about it you know he's laughing <laughs> to himself ha 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 it was terrifying he I was, was sweaty and crusty too anyway I was supposed to see uh, a Tony uh, award winning Christmas Carol iteration uh, in LA with Bradley Whitford as Ooh. Scrooge but then it got canceled because of COVID. Rip. Disappointing. Yeah. Oh, one last thing about Jacob Marley that I was going to mention before. Dan, I'm right there with you, but not quite. The first performance of A Christmas Carol that I ever saw, I also ran out of the theater because when Jacob Marley came on stage, a bunch of people surrounded the corner that he entered from and were like reaching and trying to pull him back to the fucking oh, gate to hell. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh. Um. And they were all dressed in ghosts and chains and moaning and groaning. And he was like, Scrooge, change your ways. You'll be visited by three spirits. And they were like, oh, <laughs> and I ran, bitch. And I ran. Like, I, flock of seagulls ran out of there. So Why weren't they in Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas? I mean, they probably fit in. When yeah. did flock, yeah. where, when flock of seagulls? They were in seagulls? the 80s. Yeah. But they weren't rock and roll. They were new wave. That's true. Completely different. You know, the hair, I guess. Um, 
I'm going to skip general enjoyability and have that as the last one because that seems yeah, like a good really wrap-up question. Uh, so the next one is best ghost. And when I say best, that can, that worse? is so <laughs> wide open. Whatever you classify as best. But to give our uh, contestants, from oh. A Muppet Christmas Carol, you have the human Muppet child ghost with no nose. Wait, are we not counting Jacob Marley's? I guess Stagger we can count Walter? Jacob. Well, well they'll they'll be a, a side category just for Jacob Marley's because I don't think of them as okay. the Christmas ghosts. Okay, that's fair. Um, so we'll do the ghosts, and then we'll do Jacob Marley's. Um, so you have the the scary human Muppet hybrid. Terrifying. You have Muppet Hagrid, and then you to make another Harry Potter reference, you have White Dementor from Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, from Maxine's Christmas Carol, uh, you have Tiffany with two eyes. One, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, you have Jerry Garcia. <laughs> and you have three aliens that want to do an anal probe. Nice. And then from Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> take your pick. Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh, Mike I got Love. My pick. Whichever I got my one. Pick. Okay, Alex, you go first. Uh, definitely um, the one guy in Paul Revere and the Raiders. Maybe Paul Revere. I don't know who I mentioned earlier who was trying to give presents to all of the, <laughs> all people, the people who were playing, their instruments. playing the instruments. <laughs> and then Iconic. And they just couldn't pick it up because they were playing instruments. <laughs> He's my favorite ghost. Anna? Um, I'm I'm rating my ghosts off of how much they made me want to scream. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna give it to the child ghost hybrid thing <gasps> that spoke like this in a Christmas the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> she was terrifying and will haunt my dreams forever. It looks like we're not gonna have a winner because I'm picking <laughs> someone who ended up being a ghost in real life. Brittany. <laughs> who is she what happened to oh her my lord we know nothing nothing can be found about her there's literally nothing <laughs> literally well bridget bridget bridget, bridget, not bridget. i was like britney britney spears she's alive what's going on bridget yeah and it's weird too because they're like she's the next hot pop star well scrooge is, scrooge is like is that rock and roll and then she's the girl is like, no, but she's a rock and roll singer. And I was like, oh, maybe she's like the lead singer of a band or something. No. Right? Nothing. I have no idea. And they introduced her on this poopy thing <laughs> with all these washed up celebrity. I don't know. Poor Bridget. She was doomed from the start. I mean, they did put her in a tree. That They put her in yeah. like the worst, worst place. They could have at least given her the lamb that one they, of the other oh. singers... I loved the lamb. I didn't understand its purpose, but it was cute. It was I'll cute. I'll do that much. Um, okay, so side question. Best Jacob Marley. Statler and Waldorf, uh, office manager who had paper fall on her head, and the girl? I don't know. Mike Statler Love? Statler and Waldorf. Mike Love? <laughs> I will choose uh, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, I'm going to go Statler too. and Waldorf. Yeah. Uh, Plus, they have a really fun song. Yeah, yes. and they're just fun in general. Um, 
least Christmassy song. So you have all there the Muppet no Christmas songs. Carol songs, which aren't really Christmas songs, but they fit with the plot. And then you have Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. I feel like because the songs fit with the theme, mm-hmm. they're acceptable as Christmas songs in Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol. I feel like because of the joy they were having in Scrooge's <laughs> Rock and Roll Christmas, I'll allow it to be Christmassy. I feel like I don't have a winner for this. I just want to point out, in Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas, they're playing Christmas songs. Yeah, I know. But they were just having a good time. I've got, I've got my answer. The, you uh, go, Alex. I can't decide. The uh, metal music that Maxine played to uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> blast out her neighbors playing Christmas carols, uh-huh. that is the least Christmas song. Correct. Good job. Do you know... That the Muffin on Man? The, uh, I'm on Discogs. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you meant like you were you had an like Discogs account. Bridget like, is not on the album. Oh, poor Bridge, honestly. <laughs> I don't know she if really she got... exists. <laughs> she really got the short end of the stick on this one. I feel bad. Maybe for she her. is a maybe she is a real ghost. <laughs> maybe like in the sound stage they were like filming in, she was just haunting. Yeah, they finished filming, Ooh, and then they're the like, show. where did this three-minute clip come from? And it's her singing in the tree. I wonder if maybe, like, she just asked, and they were like, yeah, somebody, you know, dropped out of the performance, and we have an open slot. Go stand in the tree and sing us a little Christmas ditty, and she did it, you know? <laughs> I don't know, girl. Poor Bridget. She's truly an enigma. She's truly. something. Um, and I can't find a last name for her. I'm on, like, the Paley Center, <laughs> which is a media archive. Bridget performing Some People See Him. She's singing about herself. Some people see her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, she was just introduced as Bridget. Yeah. Maybe it was like a witness protection thing. Maybe. Oh, my God. That feels like a mistake to go on, you know, even a poorly viewed Yeah, nobody's watching this. It's perfect. It does have a listing on Turner Classic Movies' website. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. Anyway, um, next question. How would, would how would JTT fit in? How well would he fit in with each version? I think he would have fit best? in really well in the Muppets version as, like, playing the nephew or something. I think he could have made it work. Oh, I, really I, th- I thought he would be the, the creepy ghost child. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say he could he could even have been Bob Cratchit, except that role was obviously written for one Kermit the Frog. I would have loved to see him his Tiny Tim on Kermit's shoulders. On Kermit's shoulders! <laughs> tiny Tim's not so tiny anymore. I really um, wanted to see him along with Rizzo. The interplay between him and Rizzo the Rat. That instead of Gonzo? Really well. Instead of Gonzo, yeah. Or like... He could have been the school teacher instead of Sam Eagle, but I love Sam Eagle. Mm-hmm. 
that's just a personal preference. I just really love Sam Eagle. I think the best role for him would have been the kid in Maxine's Christmas Carol. Oh my! God. I was thinking yeah. that too, Little right? Billy him as his name is including yeah. him as the angry grown-up version. <laughs> oh God! Someone ruined Christmas for me Which, a like, long we, time ago. Can we talk about know. this? Yeah. My literally the reason why he hates Christmas in the future is because his old curmudgeon neighbor didn't show up to his Christmas party after they had a snowball yeah. fight connection, and he's like. <laughs> We're gonna make love tonight, and then she didn't show up. Like uh, that's that's your reason? Excuse you? He's what? Clearly got a crush on her or something <laughs> because, and he just wanted to give her a rock. I mean, it is the thought that counts. But damn, don't get your booty in a bunch just because she didn't show up for your rock. He wanted to herald and mod her. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Could you, that would be that would be like a perfect encapsulation of like the late '90s, early 2000s, a remake of Harold and Maude with Maxine and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> I would watch it. it. Really would, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, the last of the categorical questions, uh, and I guess we can give a rating for each movie with this too. Enjoyability, general enjoyability. Hot take. I got a hot take here. Oh, here oh. we go. Hot and fresh. Let's hear it. General enjoyability for me personally goes to Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. Thank oh, you very oh much. Oh my god. god I should have known. <laughs> I should have known something silly was going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> it has a very special place in my heart. Um, after we had watched 20, okay, just picture this you had watched 20 Christmas carols mm-hmm. to begin with. You get Scrooge's mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Christmas. You're like, ah. This is just going to be another adaptation of A Christmas Carol. And then you get this abomination, and it is the funniest thing you've ever seen because you did not expect it. I will tell you, this was the last one of the three that I watched, and that was pretty much my exact reaction was, what the fuck? This isn't this isn't a real Christmas Carol adaptation. What did Alex have me watch? What is going on? How long is this going to last? That's why I enjoy it. It is awful. But, oh, God, does it give me joy. It's something, Alex. It's truly something. Thank you it is, for sharing I have a I have a complete ranking of all the Christmas carols we watched, and it is at the direct top of the list. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Okay, I'll go before Anna. Yes, I, Dan, so, go. I watched Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas first. Oh, Lord. So it set me up just at the bottom of a trench. <laughs> oh, no. There was nowhere further down to go. Oh, Dan. So don't worry. I'm not agreeing with Alex. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. I As do you get shouldn't. that you've watched 20 of the same, so something, anything that's different is a breath of fresh air. Uh, oh, but God. you did take a breath of fresh air stepping out of the garbage dump into I, the exhaust of an airplane. I was going to say, Alex, I truly think that you were so deprived for oxygen at that point. <laughs> I mean, if you talk to my roommate, he'd probably say the same thing. We were like crying laughing when we were watching it because we were just not expecting it. I'm going to oh give uh, an equally hot take as you did. Mm-hmm. Muppet's Christmas Carol and Maxine's Christmas Carol. Don't. They're real close. I'm getting Michael Caine. <laughs> They're on the phone real right now. close. I like Muppets a little more, but 
it's not far. Like oh. one slip up or one slight boost of something. You're sh- even. Or Maxine yeah, Ma- would be better. I don't Maxine, know. Maxine, no, Maxine, no. Maxine honestly shocked us. We were like, oh, this is going to be like terrible. And then we were like, oh, this was actually kind of fun. It's, it's pretty well written. There are good yeah. jokes in it. I'll agree with you on that. Maxine was pretty fun. I did have a good time. So it's for the drama, I'm picking Maxine as my <gasps> favorite. <gasps> oh. Not for the drama, bitch. <laughs> Call me TNT. I know drama. Am I the drama? <laughs> Am I? What about you, Anna? I have to go with the classic Muppets Crimbus Carol. I did enjoy Maxine, but I just like the Muppets. You know, it's just classic, and it reminds me of, like, watching it when I was little and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maxine was definitely in second place. I was texting Gage the whole time going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny. I definitely think I would have tuned in to watch it at some point, whether it be a rerun or the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funnier than I expected it to be. That being said, the bar was so low. The bar was beyond low. <laughs> the bar is but the I, floor. The bar was the Earth's core. Like, it was so low. <laughs> um, but I still had fun. I mean, it, it just it's just, I like the classic. Mm-hmm. Now Scrooge. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so there glad you guys of- keep having me on the show so I can force you to watch dumb stuff. Alex, <laughs> my patience is thin. <laughs> I got my COVID back, my COVID Baxter, my COVID booster yesterday. <laughs> and so some of the time I was watching this and I was like, do I have a fever? Is this a fever dream? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Unfortunately, I was completely coherent and it was just that weird. Mm-hmm. The costumes. I literally, Alex, it makes so much sense that you were saying that, like, because I didn't even put two and two together that a lot of these artists I had known, but I had known because they were popular in the 70s or 60s, because it didn't feel like it took place in the 80s. It felt like it took place in the 70s. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just, it, it wasn't, for the 80s, it didn't feel 80s modern. You know what I mean? It didn't feel appropriate for the period. I'm grading this as though it's an actual movie. I'm joking with myself. It just, it just, and also don't call it a Christmas Carol if there's no fucking Christmas Carol to it except for an old curmudgeon. It's just like a. I mean, they technically didn't call it a Christmas Carol. They just called it Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. Okay, fine. I guess they could have called it like Scrooge's. Yeah, I guess that fits. But even Scrooge, why wasn't it just like a rock and roll Christmas? It could have just been a grumpy old man, loosely based on Scrooge. Doesn't yeah, call him like Scrudge. Yup. <laughs> a rock and roll Christmas with Scrudge. Scrudge. It's me, Scrudge. How long do you think Jack Elam lived after filming that? Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I honestly. Lived until 2003. Oh, good for him. No. He was he was only like 60 something, like oh. early 60s. In, in Never mind. Scrooge's. Scrooge's oh, I thought Christmas. you were say he only lived he was only in his early 60s when he died and I was like, well, he was in his early 20s or early 80s. He was in his early 20s when he early died. 20s. He was oh, Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Button. <laughs> he was in his early 20s. Oh no. Uh, he was in his early 80s when he died. Mm. Okay. 
Well, I bet that was a low point for his career. <laughs> I still, there was also a point in Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas that I was kind of lolling over because they go, I think it was him saying something to the effect of like, boys can't be hot. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy, oh boy. Nothing like the. No uh, homo in this movie. <laughs> Wikip- Wikipedia says his most distinguishing physical quality was his misaligned eye. What the fuck? I guess he yeah, has a misaligned he, eye. he always looked like, not cross-eyed, but the opposite of cross-eyed. Uncross-eyed. Oh. Wide-eyed. I don't know. I'll, I'll look Bushy-tailed. I don't know. Yes. Um, so we call I, it bushy-tail syndrome. This is a, a requirement. I think we've all decided that the Muppet Christmas Carol wins of these yes. three. That Michael like Caine would be proud uh, of here. I would also like to say, looking at Jack Elam's uh, TV, TV filmography, he was in an episode of Home Improvement. I saw that. Uh, as who? When? Uh, in 1992, as Hick Peterson in the episode Birds of a Feather Flock to Taylor. <laughs> Classic. Anyway. Um, I need ratings. Typing. I need ratings for all ratings? three of them. Out of five, out of five, Bob Cratchits. Uh, I give uh, Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas five out of five, Bob Cratchits. <laughs> uh, Muppets Christmas Carol four out of five, Bob Cratchits. Vaccines three and a half out of five, Bob Cratchits. <laughs> Anna, what about you? I I give. Five out of five Bob Cratchits to Michael Caine and the Muppets because it's classic and wonderful. Mm-hmm. I give three. Oh, crap. What was the rating? I almost said Michael Caine's. Is it Bob Cratchits? Bob Cratchits. <laughs> Thank you. Three Bob Cratchits to Maxine. And mm-hmm. I give one Bob Cratchits. Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. <laughs> I give one Bob Cratchit to Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas. I give three Bob Cratchits to Maxine. And I also give three Bob Cratchits to the Muppets. Too low. You gave three to the Muppets? I'm calling the police. That's not the vibe. I never... I'm. I wasn't. I'm not a Muppet guy. They're. Fu- I don't have this connection that everybody else seems to have with them. They're fun. They're cute. I, I like them. But up. like, that's it. Dan. Even the vegetables don't like Scrooge. Um. May I interrupt <laughs> for a moment <laughs> with a home improvement fact? Please. Sure. There. There was an episode of last podcast on the left that they were covering mm-hmm. it was they were talking about joseph mangala oh the Nazi okay doctor. yeah 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 I, like, I said this that episode, like i'm his best friend i'm absolutely not but i know who you're talking about they, they went this episode is so dark so whenever we hit an incredibly depressing moment 
we are going to intersperse it with a home improvement fact. Yes, I remember that, and it was the best day of my life. <laughs> so that's what you just reminded me of. But yes, please, Good. we've hit our Mangala moment, so hit us with a home improvement fact. Okay, Ernst Borgni- or Ernest Borgnine yep. was in that same episode of Home Improvement. Wow, they really pulled out all this Were stuff. they like hecklers in the crowd or something? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while, but, you know, we all know... Ernest Borgnine. He was also the voice of Mermaid Man. He was. He only died Correct. recently, like in the last couple of years. Uh, Tim Conway, actually. Ernest Borgnine died before he did. Tim Conway was Barnacle Boy. He died. Uh... No, I'm sorry. Did I say Barnacle Boy? I meant Mermaid Man. Mermaid, Yeah, Mermaid Man is Ernest Borgnine, and then Barnacle Boy is Tim Conway. Tim Conway yeah. died nearer to now. Yeah, Ernest oh. Borgnine died in 2012. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, hit you with my home improvement fact. Well, was that the fact? Was that just Ernest Borgnine was in it? Yeah, that was it. That was the whole fact. <laughs> okay, cool. Hope you were good with that, everyone. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just thought there was going to be more, but sure. Yeah, okay. No, sorry, friends. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> with that home improvement fact. Oh, oh, it felt important. Mermaid Man. And other things I'm sure he's more well-known for, but Mermaid Man is the most important to me. Captain Carruthers in All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. Oh, yeah. There is an All Dogs know. Christmas Carol I would like to point out. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you would like to support In Conclusion, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. Or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at and In Conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back... Next week, maybe? In two weeks? I don't know. We might take a Christmas break. We, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Let me know, Dan. I'll yeah. be around. Um, but thank you, Alex, for this. Thank you for You're being thanking me? Alex. Yes. It's required in our contract. We have to thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, really we have to watch nice Scrooge's Rock and Roll Christmas again. That's fine by me. You did say. give me something to do in my free time, which is find Bridget. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Keep us updated, Dan. Oh, I will. Don't worry. I'm I'm going for it. Dan, we should or we should all just pitch in for a private investigator to figure out where she is. <laughs> just hold up a picture. I'm telling of her. you, she's Find probably her. got a very normal life. Like she's probably, probably like Probably, but I wanna like grandma. interview her. I wanna like know like why I wanna know like the backstage secrets about this whole thing. I wanna know the filming of this. I wanna interview her and the girl. Bridget, why were you in a tree? Bridget, Bridget. She's like, it's all behind me now. Um, I'm, I'm very glad that someone uploaded the VHS rip. I, I would not be able to live with myself if this became a piece of possibility. Someone also uploaded it to Overdrive, which is like the library checkout. Um, like how libraries <laughs> have things that you can check out. So you can check it out and stream Love it. that energy. Uh, Alex, where can they find you? Uh, the internet. Just Alex. look up my <laughs> just look up my name. If you wanna if you wanna read uh, if you wanna read uh, my whole Twitter thread on uh, all the Christmas carols, uh, you can just find me on Twitter, Alex Langosh, L-A-N-G-O-S-C-H. Uh, scroll go to my media, scroll scroll down a little bit and you'll see a, a thread of forty different Christmas Carol posters. And uh, you can just read through all that. Great. Cool. <laughs> all, all my thoughts. All my thoughts on all of them. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at anonymousprimate18, and you can find me on Twitter at 
Twitter at Autobots roll out capital O for auto capital B for box capital R for roll and the O and the roll and the O and the L are zero. Thank you. You're welcome. Merry Christmas, everyone. This Merry goes Chrysler. Up. Christmas Eve is the next day, so Merry Christmas. Hope no one, nothing bad happens to you. Hope it's all don't, good. That felt don't. really ominous. <laughs> hope nothing bad happens. I hope your tidings are filled with comfort and joy. And I hope you don't get drunk enough to see my glove. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, in the meantime, everybody, stay safe. Have fun. Get vaccinated. If you see my glove, run. Bye-bye. If I had somebody to impress, I'd be worried. Sorry, guys. A Creative Land podcast.